You're listening to Go Big and Go Home, homeschooling the large family. Welcome, I'm Maggie. If you're looking for some encouragement on your homeschooling journey, or you just have a rather morbid curiosity about what it's like to be the homeschooling parents of 10 children, you've come to the right place. If you're wondering why the name of the podcast keeps changing, stay tuned. Zero explanation will follow, but the name may change a few more times. We've all had to get used to change lately, haven't we? I'm recording this episode on April 6th, 2020, in the midst of the COVID-19 quarantine. This episode is about change. A change of routine, a change in relationships, a change in everything to which we'd become accustomed. I thought it might be comforting to stick with a familiar thing and return to a story we began earlier. Listeners of my previous episode, which I recorded BC, that is, before Corona, became acquainted with a fictional but true-to-life homeschooling mom as she attempted to get the laundry under control. If you haven't heard that episode, I encourage you to take a listen. She's a nice lady, with sweet kids. I want to check back in with this mom today and see how quarantine is treating her. It turns out she's a hot mess. Well, kind of. You see, homeschooling families thrive on routine. Even unschoolers, who generally avoid schedules and rigid learning plans, will tell you that routine is important to the success of each homeschooling day. And this quarantine situation is anything but routine for anyone. For starters, there's the garbage. For many months, our dear mother has been in the habit of taking the trash down to the curb every Wednesday morning, just as she and her five kids are pulling out of the driveway for their weekly homeschool co-op classes. It just so happens that the timing of the trash truck coincides perfectly with the mad rush to get all the kids in the van with all their shoes, lunches, and backpacks. So the trash made it to the curb just in time every week. Now that co-op classes are canceled, the habit is broken. Two weeks went by before the situation became desperate, and she had to call the trash company to beg for forgiveness and an extra trip to the house. It doesn't help that being quarantined, coupled with lovely spring weather, has allowed her to accomplish some much-needed yard work. But the trash company has suspended bulk pickups, so the piles of yard debris are just kind of hanging around. Then there's the chickens. Like many homeschoolers, this family has taken on animal husbandry as an excellent way to do science, gain responsibility, and make every day an exciting egg hunt. Mother is pretty good about finding chicken-related learning opportunities. BC, the kids would accompany her to the feed store, where a math lesson was hidden in figuring the cheapest price per pound of feed. In quarantine times, she now masks up and goes alone, hoping the shelves will not be empty. If a chicken dies, she usually calls a good friend to come over and perform an autopsy for the kids so they can determine the cause of death. But her friend has been exposed to the virus, so the chicken will be laid to rest with her death shrouded in mystery. They will not, as planned, allow the broody hen to hatch some eggs, because every egg is precious now that the fridge is so often empty at the grocery store. The excitement and educational value of watching chicks hatch will have to wait for another year and new chicks arrive in boxes instead. A friend called our mother a few days ago to check in. I am going insane, she wailed. I don't know how you do this all the time. Within three days of my kids' school closing, I was ready to hide under my bed and cry. You are so lucky that you were already homeschooling. 
I guess it's just business as usual for you. With a slightly maniacal laugh, our mother explained to her friend that business is anything but usual right now. Her teenager cries all the time because she won't have the spring graduation ceremony that was planned before her summer mission trip to Mexico, if she will still get to go to Mexico at all. Her ambunctious younger children have taken the destruction of household furniture to new levels. Mother had kept them thoroughly exhausted for the past year with regular hiking excursions with a large group of other homeschoolers. With the cancellation of all spring hikes, they've turned to scaling the walls and hanging from the bunk beds. The toddler has picked this precise time in history to join the ranks of the toilet trained. Mother was not ready for this transition, but with diapers being hard to find, she's decided to roll with it. Her sensitive 13-year-old is afraid. He has a taste for dystopian novels, and he's been wandering into rooms of late to make random comments like, Mom, in this brave new world, I'm claiming the right to be unhappy. Then there's math lessons. BC, our chicken rancher slash math teacher, had been stretched to her limit with the kids' current math curriculum. After careful consideration of each kid's needs, she'd settled on a new curriculum and arranged for family tutoring with an older retired homeschooling mom who's graduated all of her own children and is eager to help. Sadly, the tutor's been coughing and feverish for weeks, and mother is concerned. Her obsession with finding the best situation for her children to learn math has now been eclipsed by frequent prayer for her friend. Usually our dear mother would turn to her hero, her husband, whose math skills he is happy to share with his offspring. But he is working from home now, and so desperate for quiet, he's fashioned a home office out of mattresses. He emerges from his hole every so often to blink in the light and go foraging for lunch. This is inevitably at the times that Mother has struggled to gain some sense of order and finally has all the kids at the table to get some work done. Nobody can resist these rare visits with the man of the house, least of all his wife, so the grammar lessons are abandoned. During one of these discouraging moments, dear Mother retreats to the laundry room to take a deep breath and peek in the machines. This is familiar to listeners who tagged along with her for a day as she tried to tame the laundry monster. Has there been much improvement? I'm afraid not. Mother has spent so much time grocery shopping, sometimes visiting three or four stores in a day to find all the things she needs, that the piles are quite daunting now. At least the kids rarely change out of pajamas these days, she thinks. That makes for a little less laundry. But what is this? Is our dear laundress slash math teacher slash lunch chef slash chicken rancher actually smiling? She picks up her phone and dials up her friend. Hi, she says. I was just thinking of what we talked about the other day, how we promised each other we would try to look for the good in this situation. I have a list. Are you ready for it? She laughs at something her friend says, closes the door to the dryer, and walks outside into the sunshine. I'll put you on speakerphone, and you can go first. Three things you're thankful for. Your silver lining. Aha. I think we are about to discover the secret to this mother's smile in the midst of difficulty. The voice of her friend is cheerful, comforting. Well, first of all, I'm thankful that I have all the time in the world to talk to you. I miss work, but it's awesome to be able to hear your voice whenever I want. Yes, replies our mother, laundress, friend in time of need. 
That is top of my list too. What else? I thought it would go insane being stuck at home with the kids all day, but I took your advice and started reading aloud Charlotte's Web. I haven't read aloud to the kids in years. It has been the best thing ever. They love it, and I love it. They're already picking the next book for when we're done with this one. You can't go wrong with Charlotte's Web, agrees Mother. Remember how I was telling you that Freddie was having such a hard time learning to read? Well, with everything going on, I just gave up on his phonics lessons and decided to take a break. And then the greatest thing happened. He started asking Daddy to read aloud to him at night, and they got sucked into this silly comic book series, and suddenly, he can read. What? How does that even work? That is incredible. Okay, my next one is kind of silly. You have to promise not to laugh at me. I promise. Okay, I tried to make bread. It was so gross. No one could eat it, but I'm thankful anyway because I had fun doing it. I've been cooking more too, reveals our mother happily. It's all gross too, but at least we sit down together. We'd gotten out of the habit with baseball practice three times a week. My third one is technology. Can you imagine being quarantined without the internet? No way. I wouldn't be able to look up recipes to ruin. Laughter rings out over the yard as mother wanders here and there, straightening lawn toys and picking weeds. I'm loving being outside in the yard more. I mean, we all really miss our hiking group, but the kids started this little garden, and they set up a tent the other day and spent hours in it. I can't remember the last time all five of them enjoyed something together so much. That is so sweet. Hey, is Jared still obsessed with this being the end of the world? Yes, but the most amazing thing happened yesterday. He picked up the hiding place and read the whole thing. I was worried about how it would affect him, but he came to me later and told me about the fleas. You remember that story? How they were in the concentration camp and they gave thanks for the fleas, even though it seemed crazy, because they wanted to give thanks to God for all circumstances. And later it turned out that the guards let them have their secret group Bible readings because they didn't want to come near the barracks where all the fleas were. He said, Mom, maybe we should give thanks for this virus. The friendly voice over the phone gasps. Wow, that is so deep for such a young kid. You know, I have a confession to make. I'm happy my husband lost his job. He hated it. I have no idea what we're going to do, but I'm so thankful for the food banks and the chance to figure out something else. Mother is quiet for a minute as she ponders what her friend just told her. I can totally understand that. Did our care basket help? Her friend's voice is tearful. So much. It really brightened the day. The kids were actually inspired and decided to write letters to Grandma. It must have been hard for you, replies our friend in time of need. Are things any better between you two? No. Didn't like writing the letter. It seems like quarantine has brought out the worst in both of us, and we just can't get along. I'm sorry to hear that, but I am glad that the kids wrote her a letter. It was quiet for a minute, and her dear mother takes a deep breath to make a confession. It really feels like quarantine has brought out the worst in me on some days, too. I yell at the kids, and I get bent out of shape over the stupidest things, like them using too much toilet paper. An ungraceful snort on the other end of the phone makes them both break into laughter. As if you don't have a year's supply. I know. But it could be the end of the world as we know it. 
Seriously, though, what are you going to do about all the yelling? I don't know. Pray with me? And that, dear listeners, is where we tiptoe away to let the secret goodness of this homeschooling mother's life unfold. We could look at these moms' lives from the outside and be tempted to scoff. The word privilege comes to mind. After all, both women haven't suffered any real hardship. They're still starving kids in Africa. There are hungry kids in the neighborhood, as a matter of fact. Life is pretty good for these moms, all things considered. Even so, these two mothers have discovered, as have I, as have many of you, dear listeners, I'm sure, that our busy, comfortable lives have lulled us into a false sense of happiness. In this brave new world, we find that real truth and beauty can throw a wrench into the wheels of the seemingly happy lives we thought we had. Unable to plug along with our usual distractions, we find some hard truths cropping up. Our children have fears. We have anger. The fortresses we had built for ourselves might be crumbling. But oh, let us take a cue from our dear homeschooling mother, chasing chickens and ruining dinners and despairing over broken furniture. There's also much goodness and beauty to go with the hard truths. Shakespeare references to be found in our dystopian novels. Families learning to see each other again if they have eyes to see. Attitudes ripe for repentance and lasting change. Opportunities for serving, learning new skills, and tossing off the things that were not working. A chance to give thanks for this virus. Maybe, if we are so blessed, the end of the world as we know it.